Remember when you went through that Led Zeppelin phase in high school? Well, we didn't. So we're here to bring you back to the glory days as we rediscover classic dad music and culture. I'm Lily. I'm Ryan. I'm Grace. And we're not dads, but we are friends. And here's our podcast, Dad Box. Oh, that's the bad shit. That's not good. <laughs> that's <laughs> this will be the first on-air shot we've ever recorded. Oh boy, oh, sweet. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, welcome to Dad Bops. This is the the world's first vegan intersectional millennial comedy podcast about dad music. I I'm none of those. <laughs> yeah, our guest today doesn't fit into those. He's a millennial, but uh, I guess you're right there. And his name is Andrew. Greetings. I don't know if anybody follows you from Dad Bops Twitter, but like. We follow all everyone on this podcast follows you, and like you've kind of bled over into the LA friend group. It's true, it's very online friend. Online, except for Grace doesn't follow me, but you know, it's fine. But hopefully, we can change that after this episode. I don't know, you want to do like an intro of yourself, like just generally? I don't know, yeah, like who I am, yeah, like what's you know, I uh, I reside in, in Denver, Colorado. Uh, oh, and actually, uh, when this comes out, you will you will know Andrew from his fan mail. Which we responded to at length in oh, the yeah. episodes, but yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, probably too big of a fan of the podcast, uh, some would say. And I love that. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, so so Dad Bops was uh, a revelation to me. I appreciate all the work that's been going into it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. He's but only, uh, I was he's only I was, saying that because I'm, he has to because he's on Yeah, me. he's got a knife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm pleased that I was able to come on and do some Bruce. This was uh, Lily's idea, I believe, for, for me to come on and do Nebraska with Bruce. It? Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize. Yeah, I had uh, I'd reached out um, about doing something, and, and Lily said, well, we're going to do a Bruce episode before you're going to come out here. Oh, okay. And uh, she was like, but you should do Nebraska, because I understand you're from Nebraska. So. Oh, so this is all Lily's idea. I thought this oh, yeah. was I thought this was all your idea. Oh no. I mean I I love Nebraska as an album and uh-huh. uh but uh yeah. Nice. So so yeah, I was I was born in Nebraska, lived there for five years, so um like any kid wanting to be different, that became my defining characteristic <laughs> was that I was from Nebraska. <laughs> so uh I was raised in Michigan, but God, those Nebraskans held on to, held on to the Nebraska. So notorious for touting their Nebraska heritage. Oh yeah. No, there's <laughs> One thing you know about uh, the United States is that Nebraska is the place to claim to be from. So. A happening place to be. I don't yeah. think I know anybody else from Nebraska besides actually <laughs> come to think of it. Well, uh, I can tell you uh, two other uh, people who were born in Nebraska and moved to Michigan were Malcolm X and uh, Gerald wow. Ford. Um, <laughs> so two very similar figures there. <laughs> two nearly identical. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't know Malcolm X was from Nebraska. That's yeah, he was cool. born in Omaha, and there, uh, there's some huge KKK activity there. And then he moved to Lansing. I uh, would have known that if I ever read the autobiography of Malcolm X, which I know you're a fan of. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but although, although it's it's very, I mean, that was kind of the the source material for a long time. But then there's been some stuff that's come out recently that uh, talked about Alex Haley's influence on that. So that's a whole other podcast. But, oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Alex Haley's a more conservative dude, so he kind of watered down some stuff. But. Oh, shit, that sucks. Yeah. And then I guess also you and I know each other from high school. Yeah, middle for, school. For any, Oh, yeah, middle school. For Did anyone that, you come in eighth grade? I came in uh, end of seventh. Okay. So, yeah, nobody cares about this, but I'm going to record it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we're both from Dexter, Michigan. It's a town outside of – well, not – we went to school there. And uh, 
It's outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan. The suburb of Ann Arbor. Yeah. Suburban community. But yeah, I guess that's it. Um, so yeah, if you didn't gather, we're doing Nebraska. So Nebraska was the sixth studio album by Bruce Springsteen. It was recorded in 1982. It was originally recorded on a four-track cassette tape. And um, what became the ultimate album was really just like a demo tape. Because You probably already know this, right? But yeah, oh, like yeah. It, he was supposed to punch it up with the E Street Band. And they were just like, no, just put out the the raw and he actually did I'll, I'll interject there oh that's right actually. they did record and that's a that's a big thing in the springsteen community lily can probably talk lily more about knows. electric nebraska is the rumor there but that has not been released like officially right no, no okay but they did record it but yeah so he released this album he didn't tour behind it and in that original demo recording session there were 17 songs 10 of them were nebraska one of them was born in the USA, and then the other six are circulating among diehard Springsteen fans. Uh, yes, you read the Wikipedia. Yes. yes. I read Wikipedia <laughs> word for word. And then um, the last thing that I wanted to add to this is that Nebraska has a 10 on Pitchfork, which I feel like is so, <laughs> it's just like so on brand for Pitchfork. So yeah, the other, the other context behind Nebraska too is that he actually uh, recorded it and was writing it uh, simultaneously with Born in the USA which was a lot more of a commercially successful album. Like a stadium but rock thing. It's, it's such like a, if you listen to them side by side, you get like the more mellow feel from Nebraska, whereas Born in the USA is like very, I mean, it's it's definitely got its mellow songs, but um, yeah. you can see a lot of Nebraska in Born in the USA. Um, so I feel like right. if you love that album, you should check out Nebraska too. For background on this album, obviously I come to this with a completely blank slate like kind of when we started this podcast i wanted to look at albums like this where it's like people acknowledge that it's an important album in caps but like is it a good album (laughs) and like that's like that's what i bring to this plus listening to those two albums that we did in that early episode but i don't know what you bring to this my my background on this is actually i uh my my dad's and, and mom both are are springsteen fans um, but this wasn't one that we listened to growing up. I actually didn't listen to Nebraska until I was in high school. So little did you know, as I was walking the halls of uh, Dexter High School, that's Damn. what was going in my brain. This explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I didn't. Funny, I my, my parents never played this, you know, growing up. My dad never really brought it up. Um, and to be honest, I, I was working at the local library. Shout out library, spoke libraries for life. Yeah. Um, and you still work at a library i still do shout out it's the the one that was there all along and i realized it after grad school yep uh (laughs) but yeah i was i i was uh working in the library and i i saw it on the shelf and i was like oh i should i haven't listened to all bruce i've just listened to a lot of the more popular stuff um yeah so i give it a listen and (laughs) yeah it's uh we'll 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 dive in but it's yeah sweet um all right i guess we can get into it track one is nebraska start definitely like kicks it off the tone immediately is there that 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 sad tone you know this is the thing too is like nebraska as the 
as the titular role titular yeah as the the titular title this is a real listener right here this is a real dad boss it's a yeah it's yeah. a it's it's just so it epitomizes the entire album it's such a great opener like uh for him to kind of organize the album the way that he did this one just just goes right into it and and you kind of you know with bruce i mean this is this is too to provide more context on his albums i mean he's had commercial success at this point he's yeah um you know he's had the river he's on like a run right now oh yeah right? yeah so he's recording he's recording nebraska at a time where he had just like sold his house and you know didn't have anywhere else to live and so it's it's really a road album and this yeah. first track really kicks it off pretty well yeah, I was thinking when I was listening to this that like this might be a terrible an- analogy, but I was like, this is like the Yeezus of <laughs> yeah. where I'm like, you're doing fine. Why would you take this wild left field risk? You know. Yeah, but and but uh, he did. one thing that I discovered, I actually didn't know that. Uh, so it's a very narrative song. Uh, yeah, it's, it's telling a story. I didn't realize that it was actually based on fact until yeah. I was doing a little bit more diving into this. Yeah. I didn't either. I kind of thought it was just like allegorical, and then I realized it was like, oh, it's about Charles Starkweather. Yeah, because if you're if you're like just a, a regular, you know, Bruce fan or, or somebody, I can imagine like back in the day, like, oh, Bruce came out with a new album. Let's uh, let's see what this is all about. And you start listening to this, and it's kind of one of those where he starts talking, and there's a lot of themes of driving early on, which is really this album is all about the open space and fields. Yeah, but then he he kind of goes to. Wait, did he just say something about murder? Like, is <laughs> yeah. he talking about killing? He, he is just it, like slips and that then in. Then you, you kind of like your brain settles down. And you're like, oh, you know, he killed everything in his way. Maybe he means that like metaphorically. Right. And then like you're like, oh, yeah, it's metaphorically. And then he goes back to the murder, and you're like, oh, you're like oh, <laughs> wait, this is this is gonna be about murder. Yeah, like, you're, you're right. Actually, oh, okay, we're gonna do multiple murders. That's so, true. He kind of like Trojan horses you into it based yeah. on like what you know about him already. And that's what it like sets the album for like you think it's just gonna be maybe this kind of you know a little little melancholy album, but it it really is like a very deep cut dealing with some pretty real themes like uh, <laughs> yeah. murder is like completely throughout this album. And so from, from track one, he kind of sets that tone. Definitely. I wrote that. Um, I felt like it's like just a general emotional take on this. I just wrote the, as far as the character goes, I wrote, he's a chill murderer. That's kind of like the <laughs> tone here where there's like, there's not really a good reason given for why he is the way he is. It's just kind of like, yeah. And then in the end of the song, he kind of sums that up. He's like, well, I guess there's just a meanness in this world. Yeah. It's, like shrug. It's, it starts off and it's like, hey, this album's going to be an examination of evil. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, oh, I, was, damn. I was here to like dance to a song, but yeah. can't really do that. So it's kind of like, it's got the like Bonnie and Clyde feel to it too. Yeah. You're kind of like, the... I was here for Clarence Clemens. Is he going to be, <laughs> <laughs> is he going to be here? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, Clarence will not make you feel good. That's true, though. That's um, the Bonnie and Clyde thing is like very accurate. I feel like. Have and you seen that movie? No. I feel like it's the like, natural born killers. No, I mean like the actual the old school Bonnie and Clyde no. movie. That that really reminded me of this. It's like very. Wait, have you seen Natural Born Killers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what this is about. I I've never seen the movie. But oh, really? Oh, okay. That's like what the same story is based out of. So. Oh, I didn't know. So Natural Born Killers is also based on Charlie Stark. What yeah. you're saying? Oh, okay, that I didn't know. Okay. But it's it, it's one of those two where the the song itself, if they don't get caught, it seems like it would be one that made it to born in the USA, like that kind of theme. Like, oh, I'm out on the road and I'm murdering people, and <laughs> right, I got away with it, and. Right. That would that'd be one that he included, uh, you know, on 
yeah born in the usa instead but you know what's kind of funny is like i feel like in like recent episodes we've been getting away from like when we first started we were like here's like the dad categories and i wonder like how this would fit over like a that dad template <laughs> you know what i mean because i'm like do like old men relate to this you know what i mean or like well and that's the thing i noticed too there's there's this theme that we can get into a little bit with some of the other songs but uh bruce's treatment of women in this album (laughs) interesting very dad it's a very dad treatment of women yeah i agree with that Not that i'm better than dads because i'm not but you know yeah it's uh it's pretty interesting I i also think it's funny too like not about this album but about like our limited audience that we have and whatever platform we have so far, I feel like we talk about like, usually it's like two women to one man on this podcast. And like the one album that really, I feel like is talking about like white manhood, angry white manhood. You've got two white dudes hosting it. Yeah, so. What's going on? <laughs> what's up guys? Also uh, on that note, I forgot to begin uh, this at the beginning, but uh, just wanted to, to shout out the fact that the intro um, discusses how, uh, Everyone went through a Led Zeppelin phase in high school, except for the uh, producers of this podcast. And, uh, you know, Ryan uh, went through a Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah, phase in high school. And so it's just like a complete erasure of Ryan. And I, I kind of appreciate it a lot. That's so, true. I know. Uh, I didn't even realize that until you said that to me today. <laughs> I also didn't realize that it was that apparent to other people that I was going through a Led Zeppelin phase in high school. Just the shirts, you know? Yeah. I had old. a couple shirts. Old graphic tees. But yeah. Do you like this song just like as a jam though? Or like Oh yeah. No, it's it's kind of this like really bleak, you know, examination of murder and you know Yeah on the road. And like I said, it kind of sets the scene for the album. You kind of get this uh very narrative view of of what he's gonna do about open spaces and the planes and everything. So yeah, I do. I do like this song. I, f- I, I kind of forgot to give rankings to the songs on the album, but I know I'm kind of going generally. I had like my basic reactions, but it's it's not the best song on the album. I like it though. I do like, but it. it's good. I wonder. I only say this because I'm like, there's definitely songs in here that I don't like, even like. Oh, so like Ooh. we'll get there. Ooh, we'll we'll, get, we'll there. get there. But uh, yeah, I guess that's it for Nebraska. Okay, uh, track two, Atlantic City. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state. On this album, I'm like, this is the one where I'm like, oh, I'm back in like normal Bruce territory now. Like I can, like I can get behind it, this. It sounds easily. a lot more like a normal Bruce song. Yeah, it's almost like he's he's going, oh, you listen to Nebraska? Well, let me throw you a bone so that you keep <laughs> yeah. listening to the album. Right. But that being said, it still fits into the theme. Like it's it's a very like anti song almost. Like you you almost feel uncomfortable listening to it because yeah. it's like this view of Atlantic City before it's uh, even at that time before it's like established all the way yeah yeah it's funny because i thought that um yeah i mean we touched on this in the last in the first bruce thing we did but like bruce is really uh he's such a lyricist you know and i feel like he really paints he really is painting a picture on here um there's a lot of lines i really like like i really like the i like the gangster history he's giving (laughs) it's cool and i also really liked the uh the chorus, like the everything dies, maybe everything, maybe things come back too. I really well, like. Well, and then like he has this really subtle one where in the middle of the song he goes, "Maybe everything dies," and you're like, "Whoa, 
<laughs> Whoa, yeah. What does that mean, Bruce? <laughs> what are you saying? Do you have the Fountain of Youth? Yeah. I also loved the... Um, actually, there's this pairs with another song later on the album that we'll get to, too, because he restates lyrics. Yep. There's the... The I have debts no honest man can yep, pay mine, yep, which I got that one down. Which I think is funny because it's like <laughs> it's like kind of it's not as tricky as I thought it was initially, but it's like so like a dishonest man can pay these debts, yeah. which is what he's saying. But well, and this is the one too, where you know going back to him and women, he he starts doing the whole kind of like pretty baby thing that he goes back to, yeah, a lot. Just talking about he uses pretty a lot to describe women, like yeah, put your makeup on, you know. Right. Even though it's not like a glitz and glam song, he's still like covering a lot of that stuff. Yeah, actually, kind of what I was thinking when I, when I heard this is like, I guess the basic through, like the story is like, he's got this one chance to do this gig. He's in Philly. The character's like in Philly most of the time, but they're going to Atlantic City for him to do like a job, which is probably like a murder for a mob yeah. boss. <laughs> but he's also like, hey, like you should come and like be pretty because we can celebrate after the job's over. And I kind of thought like the implication was like, maybe we could even get married. Yeah, like it's, it, it's you know what I a mean? song about de- devotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to both to killing somebody and a woman, right? So, and I love that about this that like the stakes are really high. Yeah, it's really like well, and he's he's capturing he's he's kind of capturing a, a subset of American culture that yeah. maybe isn't covered so often. Yeah, in terms of you know, it's it's really a almost bleak, like I said earlier, almost you know, kind of uncomfortable feeling like. Yeah. Oh, these people think that they can just go to the casino and everything will be okay with their lives. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's ugly. And there's like the winners and losers theme coming up again. Don't get stuck on the wrong side <laughs> of that line. <laughs> yeah, don't. Um, But yeah, because I just always thought that line in that, uh, what was that other song? In Born to Run, right? Yeah. Where he's like, oh, it's a town full of losers. Like that always. It's a death <laughs> trap. It's a suicide <laughs> trap. You got to get out while you can. Get out. That really stuck in my head, but like he's really hitting that home again here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really like this song, but I also feel like it's kind of like a cheap one to like because it's like one of the most accessible like, songs. Yeah, on very, this. very commercially successful. Yeah, too. It's, it's a very basic pick, but I like it a lot. All right. Next song, Mansion on the Hill. Ah, uh, yeah. This one's got layers. Ogres have layers. This song's got layers. It's, I would love uh, to hear you talk about this because, like, I this is one that I kind of like. I listen to it, but I'm like, am I missing something? Oh, man. I'm definitely missing. It's something. good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I like this one a lot. Uh, I mean, there's not many albums on here where I'm gonna say I wasn't a fan of it. But Mansion on the Hill. I mean, it's it's got it shares a title with a, a Hank Williams song called Mansion on the Hill. Okay. That's not. I mean, it, it's almost like a juxtaposition to it where the the Hank Williams one is all about being alone and watching this mansion on the hill. Whereas this one's more about like finding youth. Like he's reflecting on his, his time with the, uh, you know, looking at the mansion, kind of reminiscing a little bit. Gotcha. And two, he's, he's doing this like working class thing, which is like the epitome of Bruce, where he's like focusing on the steel of the mansion at the beginning. Right. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, he's he's like he's like trying to like who made this mansion, you know. Always. <laughs> There's kids playing around it, but like who made it, you know? That steel came from somewhere. That's true. I didn't really notice that, but you're right. But it's 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 one that it it 
it sets up and this is kind of how the album is it sets up another song quite well in terms of the the finding the youth kind of reminiscing on on how time passes like father's house oh yeah yeah like father's house this is it's a great kind of segue into that that makes sense yeah i thought that um i definitely picked up on like the the edge of town thing we're kind of creating another link to like the greater springsteen universe (laughs) the darkness on the edge of town yeah (laughs) right um i appreciated it i mean i feel like i got the message but i wasn't really like this is one that i didn't really connect with as much i could i could see like the class consciousness being built here and like the admiration of like I don't know. Maybe Mike, maybe my take is wrong here. Mostly what I was getting was like, oh, it's like, look at the wealth over there. Kind of like, I was comparing it to like used car where it's like, oh, it's going to be nice when like we have some used car is such a class conscious song. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mansion on the Hill. I just felt like it's a lot more visual. I mean, all of Bruce's songs on this album are are very visual, but this one you can almost imagine, you know, people pulling up and uh, the other, the other thing about this album too, this is a good kind of jumping off point is, you know he's he's writing a lot um from the east coast from new jersey obviously yeah but obviously the name of the song is nebraska and for me like when i was growing up because i was listening to this when i was living in nebraska and and then when we moved to michigan it's like i've never been to new jersey so i don't know what that's like but this describes the kind of feeling of of a a plain state or a plains state of mind yeah that's true because like the mansion on the hill it's not like out east where you're like oh this is a you know <laughs> 1778 mansion it's like no they they built this mansion <laughs> like yeah on the yeah, edge of true. a creek and that's so true this is you know the fourth generation that's lived here kind of thing that's yeah that's really true actually yeah i mean my take was like i like these initial songs a lot i really like he hits like a good run for me right at the beginning but of this first run i kind of feel like mansion on the hill is like not my jam but i get it i i feel you um yeah i don't know do you have anything else i don't want to like all right sweet um pontificated enough next one uh johnny 99 johnny 99 So I didn't realize that uh, this is not really like that relevant, but Johnny Cash covered it. Yep. I didn't know that. A couple of songs on this album. Really? Oh, yeah. I only knew this one. What's yeah. the other ones? Highway Patrolman. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the back-to-back. Or was it State Troop? One of those two. Yeah. I think I had like mixed feelings on this as it went along. Because like when I first started listening to it, I was like, I don't really love how neatly the explanation for this character is like teed up right at the beginning (laughs) but then as it goes along it kind of like undermines that it's yeah it's just like a systematic examination of crime (laughs) right yeah and there yeah um i don't know i feel like actually i don't know where i'm going with this so yeah go ahead (laughs) because he's kind of going to that like systematic exam you know like oh here's what actually caused my crime why don't you treat that but at the same time then in the end he says you know i'm better off dead right kind of like oh so you can i don't know like connecting with his dad bops like you can imagine 
you know, a dad sitting around drinking a beer going, huh, if I killed somebody, you know, I could really just pin it on the system, you know, yeah. the system's what made me do this. And yeah, it's weird. I kind of feel like that's sort of my issue with this song. Um, and there was another song on here too, that I was like a little bit critical of. I don't think we've gotten to it yet, but, um, yeah, where it's like, I, I appreciate the, like what he's trying to do where he's like, you know, the system creates people like this. And then sort of like the, but when you combine it with like the tone of the song and also with the guy like acknowledging that he'd be better off dead at the end of the song, <laughs> that it's almost like, it's almost like Springsteen outside of the song is sort of like, this guy's a little bit honorable though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's like, he at least acknowledges that like, he's a threat to society and that like he should be expired. That's kind of like yeah. how I read it. Oh, that's that's kind of what the album is about is like, what do we do with evil in these places where evil might've been brought by something else you know yeah that's something else is capitalism <laughs> i also love like he the guy's literally like on the stand and he's like your honor in my defense i had no de- i had debts no honest man could pay <laughs> oh yeah that's where it comes back in callback season yeah They're, and they <laughs> they do it again too but like that's like a line that he really he hits again and again but yeah um some good Springsteen characters in here mean john brown yep you know, Joe Brown, John Brown, I can't remember. John Brown. John yeah, Brown. which is interesting because I thought he was going to do something, uh, you know, the first kind of listens through, you go, John Brown, like the Kansas, you know, abolitionist. And then you're like, oh no, he's the judge. Is he trying to do something with that? Or yeah, is it just I kind wonder. of a basic name? That's a good question. Yeah. I know. Dude, we didn't learn enough about John Brown in John high school. Brown. That was glossed oh, over. That, like. was my, uh, that was my <laughs> pseudonym on MySpace. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because I, I didn't want my... Uh, my na- real name to be out there, so I was John Brown, and, and was it a, a purposeful nod to the real John Brown? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. I had the the uh, mural of John Brown from the Kansas State Capitol. Amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just Amazing. Love those civil rights. Iconic. Um, yeah, that was. I think my end take here was that like it was bleak, but like the tone was cheerful. Kind of. It was like comparatively cheerful compared to the other songs. Yeah. And that's kind of what makes it problematic to me is that like. Uh, not really the tone, but like, I feel like there's people that could approach this. You could easily approach this and like co-opt this yeah. message. You know what I mean? More readily than you could some of the other ones. But I don't know what Springsteen's, I don't really understand what Bruce's take is on like evil after listening to this album necessarily. Cause it's like really detached <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? So the, uh, uh, yeah, I have some thoughts on that. We can get dive <laughs> yeah. dive deeper. Yeah, we can go deeper. But I guess the last thing too is that I also kind of feel like there's a there's a twinning thing here with like like the political consciousness on the left today is like really behind this kind of structural analysis, yeah. but like not used to like deploy this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's that was interesting to me. Yeah, this structuralism from the 1970s is revival. Yeah. yeah. Revived, <laughs> revival, just like the emo revival, emo pop revival, the eight 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 Denver, Colorado band. Check them out. Check them out. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got for this. Um, all right, Highway Patrolman. My name is Joe Roberts. I work for the state. I'm a sergeant at a Burnville. Barracks number eight. I always done an honest job. Honest oh man, this is this is a good one. I don't know how you feel about this. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I'm a fan. 
you could take you you should take it away though it's uh yeah it's just such like a cinematic picture like you can you could make this song into like an entire movie yeah about like a, a man who's it's just like and, and this is where you also see the roots of born in the usa like this is about a guy who comes back from the war and uh the crops are kind of failing so that's how you you get the setting back in the plain states rather than new jersey i mean no offense to new jersey but you know nebraska's got an edge there in <laughs> yeah. crop production true um so like you know coming home after the war the crops are failing so you know one brother goes and he's the cop and the other one's kind of the outlaw now and it's the one who served in the the military the veteran from vietnam right or you know korea i guess at this time too but probably vietnam yeah um so like that born in the usa vibe is definitely there and it's such like a picture of like loyalty to family yeah like what would you do if your brother committed a crime and you were the one who could prosecute him you know (laughs) right yeah this is interesting this is another thing for me where i'm like i like this song this is another one that it's not like my favorite again but uh I wrote that it's like it's like the deer hunter set to music. I don't know if you said the deer hunter, but it's exactly like that, where it's like this really fatalistic like bonds of brotherhood, bonds of bonds of family thing going on. And uh but again, it's weird to me because it's like I respect the dilemma this guy's in. And like if I was in it, I would feel the same way. But I also feel like there's like a more sinister structure at play here. Like it's more sinister that this other dude would kind of like even be in this position at all. You know what I mean? Do you mean the brother or the, the like the guy, that's, the brother that's the cop where yeah. it's like for a guy to have that, like I recognize like, cause it's sort of like romantic, tragic, romantic picture of these brothers. But there's also that layer of like the fact that this guy is even a cop presiding over this is kind of fucked up. And it kind of, to me, it kind of went like not fully examined to me. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, I still like appreciate the, it's definitely cinematic yeah and it's 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 a very like white plains interpretation of it all like you can you can picture this guy in a roadside bar gets in a fight and shoots somebody and runs and his brother's got to chase him down and yeah chase him over the michigan county line and (laughs) oh no he escapes into canada because he lets him and right it's kind of like point break where he just fires up in the air (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right that's a good connection um I mean, yeah, this even reminds me of, like, Dexter. I feel like everybody in Dexter. Dexter knows one another. Yep. And, like, if you actually got into some kind of civil dispute like this in Dexter, like, there would probably be some yeah. Geppetto oh, string I'd, pulling. I'd, <laughs> I'd put everyone in Dexter in jail, but, you know. <laughs> I would arrest the whole city, yeah. Yeah, actually, while we're... Should we? Yeah, let's just... Let's do it, yeah. Put Dexter in jail. Yeah, abolish Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> no, JK. It's a suburb. It's not a rural community. It's a suburb. Just want to get that out in the airwaves. Dude, the other thing I was kind of weirded out about this was like the line of there's nothing better than blood on blood. Oh, man. It's a little incestuous. Oh, man. To me. I don't know if I'm like reading into that, but I'm like. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe. But I also feel like because right after it, he's like, oh, we're taking turns dancing with Maria. That I guess that's true because he talks about taking Maria's wife and then, you know yeah the the veteran comes home and is maybe a little uh messed up ptsd from the roar and, and he's like dance well <laughs> cock me bro dance he's like, <laughs> he's like i know you're crazy so you can't get a woman but here we go so it's it's, it's also i mean that's the kind of the pawn that bruce uses women as in this album is like yeah they're kind of objects i mean we're, we're putting the bechdel test to uh <laughs> to, to nebraska album. it's uh does not pass <laughs> doesn't pass at all yeah. the women 
if they use their voices are really just addressing the men and yeah you know it's this kind of patriarchal like protector of yeah it's either like motivation to get through a shitty situation or like a comfort woman or like (laughs) anything like that that's true very yeah kind of plains interpretation of things so i mean it speaks and and that speaks to a subset of america too so yeah i kind of thought that i know i'm like before i like really go off on my incestuous take (laughs) the only reason i thought this was interesting is because like I kind of feel like Bruce will like paint these characters that appeal to this, you know, segment of America, but he's kind of like smarter than the characters. So like, I was wondering if he wasn't just like floating that detail as like, maybe look at your own relationship with like your, the men around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know if there was like some sort of like, are you thing. letting your wife sleep with your brother? <laughs> we should look Think at about that. that. Look at that. Maybe look at that. What's going on there. But I also, th- cause I think it's like all these characters are kind of like, they can maybe connect with women that they're having sex with but like yeah. you're not really getting the sense that like there's camaraderie among men on this album oh no it's, it's, liter- it's <laughs> like a, it's like a competition or like i'll pull you up uh you know by your own bootstraps almost right like you can't do it yourself because the the government and the right corporations have failed you so but yeah that was my that was my feeling all right um next song is state trooper Highway patrolman and state trooper, you're like, what's the difference? Well, we're in the plains. There's this difference. Jurisdiction. There's a big difference. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I didn't even think of that angle, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. State troopers, like, this might be... I don't know if it's my favorite on the album, but it's, like, top. It's, oh, like, man. right it's, up at the top. It's just, me. like, the ominous guitar. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, something's going to happen. And Something then at the end, you get, you get the yell, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. The kind screams, of jump. The screams are amazing. I love that it, like, it really blurs the line between, like, who is preying on who for yeah. me. Where I'm like, this could easily be... I know it's, like, literally from the perspective of the criminal, I guess. But I'm like, I was hearing it from the perspective of the cop the first time I heard it. Yeah, blue lives matter. So <laughs> what uh, Ryan's trying to say here. Uh, dad all bops. Saying, dad bops, all lives matter. Uh, blue lives matter. We are not a pro-cop uh, podcast. <laughs> Just to clarify. Cut, cut it. But cut, we are, cut this but segment. But we are a pro-duck podcast. Pro-duck. Andrew is wearing a pro-duck shirt. Kings so. of the sky. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can see that too. It's, it's just, he paints such a vivid picture in your mind with all these songs, rather, you know, if you like them or not, you can actually understand what's going on. He's not trying to do any kind of, I mean, some of them are a little bit more allegorical maybe, but he's not trying to do the, uh, word play. He's just telling you a story yeah. of uh, a very bleak situation. Yeah. It's pretty linear. I was going to say, yeah, it kind of reminded me of like, <laughs> of like movies like heat or something where it's like we're blurring the line between like the psychology of cop and criminal like who's really (laughs) that's like what i was getting from this because especially with the line where he was like maybe you've got a kid maybe you've got like a wife and then the only thing i've got has been bothering my whole my whole life that could easily be criminal but that could also be like a single cop who's an alcoholic yeah where he's he's like you think your life's bad because you're a criminal well i'm a lonely cop right he's like i'm a dirty cop just preying on people on the highway and deliver me from nowhere too is a good it's a good little 
lyric. Yeah. I don't know totally. I didn't totally crystallize how this like fits on the entire album, but I was like, this seems important. It kind of, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, fits hand in hand with like, you go from Johnny 99 to highway patrolman. And then you're into, Oh man, this is, uh, this is kind of raises the hair on the back of your neck. Yeah. The old highway criminal. Yeah. I would, I would always, uh, when I was out driving when I was younger, I'd always have an excuse for if I got pulled over. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, officer. I, I'm going to a basketball practice, and if I'm late, I have to run suicides. So do you want me to have to do that? Or do bulldogs, because fuck Chelsea. Because those suicides run your hands. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like I would always come up with these, like, so I, I guess that's kind of the mentality there of, uh, you know, yeah, Mr. A, State Trooper. It's a good idea. Mr. Super Trooper. Super Trooper. Super Trooper. Incredible song. Some say he was inspired by Super Trooper. I'm not <laughs> sure no, about that. No one. one has said that. Um All right. Next song is Used Cars. Ooh, can we pause here? My little sister's in the front seat with an ice cream cone. My mom's in the back seat sitting on. um what was what's your feeling oh man this is uh this is that good good old bruce (laughs) class conscious take classic car content from bruce yeah i mean it's a it's a great song but you know it kind of just boils down to me it's consumption capitalism and class Boom. <laughs> the, the Civilian Conservation Corps of our time, the CCC. Just drop a bomb. Yeah. I've just, like, I've resulted to, or resorted to doing the sound effects myself now, because I haven't <laughs> I kind of thought, like, I, I said this is, like, straight out of Grapes of Wrath, like, the scene where he's, like, <laughs> the car breaks down and, like, the graveyard of cars on the highway and all that shit. I don't know. I like, like, I, I get what he's going for here. But part of me kind of feels like there's a generational gap now because I'm like, dude, anyone that has a car, period, I'm like, you're doing all right, dude. Like, it doesn't ring the same to me now where it's like, if I know somebody that has a new car, the amount of, like, wealth you have is, like, so beyond what I'm even imagining that I'm just like, it's harder to relate to now for me. But, I mean, he's talking about, like, getting a used car and, like, that's the the epitome. But also, at the same time, like, rejecting the notion that, like, a new car is, is what you need. It's like, no, you can get a nice used one. That's true. Maybe that's what missed for me here, because I wasn't totally getting that vibe from this. I was getting, like, the character. I couldn't tell how much difference there was between the character and Bruce in this song. It's true, and and he's he's really doing a thing, too, with uh, Michigan Avenue, you know, and that old city of Chicago, the city that never sleeps, the Big Apple, Chicago. <laughs> uh, city of Angels. <laughs> Bean Town, USA, Chicago. Chicago. Um but just kind of that, you know, you go from the open plains to the big city and that's what's shiny. And uh, it's kind of like a child's view of, of consumption and, uh, you know, how that informs the rest of their lives, really. I mean, he's talking about him and his little sister are the ones observing this that's, transaction and this test drive. And that's true. How they think about things going on after that. That's true. Actually, I didn't think about the child's point of view thing. That's actually kind of nice. Makes me like it more. Yeah, and and it goes back to kind of the Atlantic City like lottery. If I get really lucky, I'll not have to ride in this used car, even though it's <laughs> it's just fine and it's a new used car. Right. 
I just got so hung up on that because I was like, don't buy a new car ever. Like <laughs> buying a new car is such a bad investment. Let don't me tell you that. about depreciation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me roll this out for you. I don't know. Bruce has like this uh, this like propensity to like romanticize certain things, and for me, I was like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is the one thing that I like would dial in on like he did, but. I do appreciate it. I've driven a lot of shitty cars, and uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. So I should be more sympathetic because I just sold my car for four hundred dollars, <laughs> which is great in the nineteen twenties. Yeah, you could buy a couple models. This were the best for the depression. I'd be great, but and I mean, it goes right into the next song about cars. That's right. Yeah, the next song is "Open All Night." Such a rock and roll song. It is. I like this one a lot. This is another one that's like a favorite of mine. It's uh yeah, it's it's kind of crazy too because the way it fits into the rest of the album where everything else kind of seems methodical and like he's telling a story to you. Mm-hmm. And you get to this song and he's just like he's on speed or something. Like yeah. it the pace of the song gets more and more frenetic and almost like manic in his yeah. description of what's going on until the end where he's just kind of reduced to uh, the D-Daz. <laughs> right, the yeah. The old d Yeah, that's true. And it's like, yeah, it's really surrealistic compared to the other ones. There's a lot of cool images that are like just a lot wackier than some of the other songs like the like New a- Jersey as Lunar Landscape. Oh, yeah, the one thing I wrote too is we're, we're talking about like his view of women. <laughs> and I was like, this really conflates so many things. Like we've already established Bruce is like horny when he's in a car. That's like, <laughs> that's established. But like you might have heard of like putting women on pedestals before. In this song, the character is putting his girlfriend literally on top of a scrap heap. <laughs> concrete blocks. <laughs> yeah. Or is it the car? Or is it the car? Yeah. I think he's trying to play a little whole game there and the ending of the song mirror almost exactly mirrors the end of state trooper which is interesting yeah because it's like this is fun i kind of like like i liked this because i'm like this is a romantic this is to me like a genuinely romantic song even though it's like kind of off its ass yeah it's like okay i get it you have like a girlfriend that you like she lives far away that sucks ass but like you're high and you're driving like (laughs) well that's the thing too is like it's so it's so repetitive though like i i got into the point where you know it's is that real is he just kind of envisioning like he he and that's where it gets to kind of into that almost icky feeling that we talked about earlier with Atlantic City is like, is this guy actually going to see a woman or is he just like <laughs> he just fucking tripping trip balls and like, oh man, uh, the American dream is to have a woman in a car and uh, I'm in a car, so I'll go get that woman. And because <laughs> yes. he repeats, he repeats one of the stanzas kind of not word for word, but like, oh, I got to get to the pay, fo- pay phone and, and call that woman. And that's know, true. Actually. Is it a real woman? Is it? That's true, yeah. Of his imagination and if there is no woman, then this is like an extremely sinister song. That's weird. Or like, what if it's his daughter? You know, he, he goes into the daddy stuff. Oh, he goes is, into the daddy stuff. Which is we've uh, we discussed <laughs> that on Twitter sometimes. Uh, it's pretty perfectly. weird. Pretty weird. Uh, pretty strange. Yeah, I mean, I kind of liked that he took something that was like, I'm gonna do an homage to like this old school rock and roll, yeah. and then just like kind of shit on it low-key like he really like inverted it in a weird way he's like here's what rock and roll does to you when you're on the road <laughs> yeah he's like here's like the most perverse version of this like this is the idealistic american dream yeah so i appreciated that all right the next song my father's house oh man 
I know you're gonna hate this one, right? No, I don't hate it. I have mixed feelings though. Um, again, I mean, we're hitting it hard with the dad vibes. Dad bops. Dad bops coming through. This one's mixed for me because I have like a lot of mixed feelings about like I can relate exactly to this situation, and I feel like he's really auto. This is like more autobiographical than some of the other ones in my view, where he was like. Bruce was really depressed at a certain point. He was going to therapy and like his therapist was like, here's what you're doing. You have this bad relationship with your dad. And like, yeah. you keep revisiting like the primal scene basically. Yeah. Have you, have you read his autobiography? By no. Chance? Okay. No. Yeah. It goes into the dad stuff. Yeah. I would like to, but I, yeah, go ahead. I mean, he's kind of a, a central figure in his life, but at the same time, uh, got up and left town. I mean, his, his mom and his dad left town when he was, uh, in his teens yeah, and he was kind of left to fend for the rock and roll self, and they went out to California to trace this dream, and he was stuck back in New Jersey. So this album's kind of about the road and trying to escape and everything. Sounds like someone I know. Oh gosh, <laughs> uh, why don't you have a seat, Ryan? Yeah, sit uh, down in this chair here. Yeah, no, but it's it's kind of it's it's from the outset though. This song's clearly not about the rest of the album because he's got the pine trees in there and like that's true sh- spoiler alert not a lot of pine trees in the plains in nebraska and iowa and illinois yeah check, Southern your, illinois. check your maps so <laughs> it, it's clearly like a you know nod to being in a different place and kind of grief too it's it's a little you know the impermanence where the dad's always in a dream oh man we're getting into deep vibes we're here getting deep Oh man, back to comedy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is gonna be our most serious episode I think we've ever. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> but it's fine. We might as well just go there if we're oh, gonna go there. Oh, weird. Andrew's present for the oh melancholic episode. No, Great. it's different because like I feel like if you already know the album, that's a different dynamic than we usually have. Yeah. So that's fair. I'm here for it. No, I think that this is cool. I kind of get this vibe, like the feeling of even just like going back to a house that you once lived in is very like definitely strikes a chord with me. Cause I have that with, you know, when my parents got divorced and stuff, there was a lot of like house moving and like yeah. going back to those places is like fraught for sure. Well, that's where it kind of relates into obviously, you know, the, the space of a house or a mansion. That's where I kind of relate it to mansion on the Hill where yeah. this one's about somewhere where he thinks he lived and mansion on the hill might be about where he maybe wants to live or is thinking about how people lived there right and this one is kind of like the permanence versus impermanence thing you know what's funny to me too is part of my issue with this album in general is that like i respect the um the intent and like if i was reading it a lot of these songs i would rather read as poems if that makes sense (laughs) yeah i mean mean, that's that's the Bruce Nebraska experience. Yeah, because it's like it's so brutal. I don't want to listen to it really. Well, and, and kind but, of in a nod to your some of your, the stuff you've talked about on other albums. If you're uh, a music person, you're really not going to love this album. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The guitar chords are super repetitive it is and basic. So minimal. It's, it's like, like if somebody learned guitar, they'd be like, "Oh, Nebraska by Bruce. I can play that entire album <laughs> after learning guitar for a month." Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I mean the the harmonica, which is present on. Was oh, it every song? Almost Pretty every song. Pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's the Bruce. Bruce strapped up with his uh, harmonica around his neck. He keeps that thing on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he keeps that thing on him. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a very bleak instrumentation. 
Yeah. And that's that four track experience that they're going for Definitely. with uh, recording this album. I think it's just weird to me though. Cause some of the songs on here, I'm like, I don't mind the minimalism, but I think some of them are more dynamic than others. Like state trooper, I feel like is really dynamic and it holds up as like, this is an exciting song musically to me, <laughs> even though it's minimal. Some of the other ones are like, let me get this emotional shit off my chest while I strum three chords. That's like a little different. Johnny but, 99. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm overall, I'm just a Bruce fan. So I'm here for the lyrics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last thing I want to talk about on this song too, is where he was like, here's the house, whatever, where our sins lie unatoned at the end. Yeah. And I was wondering what you're like, <laughs> do you have like a good take on this line? Let me pull those up. Oh yeah. The sh- the very end of the song. Yeah. Shining across this dark highway where our sins lie unatoned. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, darkness is setting in. <laughs> so cold and alone. <laughs> I will die alone. Bruce yeah. Springsteen. I don't have any family. <laughs> uh, I can feel that it means a lot to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. The actual Wait. man, not the character. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> which like that gets into, if we can transition, are you, you set? Yeah. So reason to believe. My like one question is like, is this an earnest song? Yeah, that's a good. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Like, does Bruce actually believe after I, all the shit that he went through examining this album? Right. You know? I mean, I want to read it as yes, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's a good it's, point. So like, it almost seems whimsical to me, and I know that he's. I I want to believe that he's he's trying to do like a earnest take of like, hey. So you just listen to this album. There's a lot of bleak shit on here, but like, here's the last thing. You'll find something. Here's you know? the bound two of yeah. this. Album. <laughs> yeah, bound two. <laughs> <laughs> Let me revive you from your Call Jesus. Back. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's very kind of like whimsical, and it it alludes to so many of his previous works too. I mean, you've got the river metaphor there going on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, reasonably, it's almost like I was like. <laughs> I don't know, Brace. Like, I just listened to the album. You got me feeling down. I don't know if there is a reason to believe. You're like, you got to give me more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, on the one hand, everything is horrible and meaningless. But on the other, here's a guy poking a dead dog with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Too little, too late, maybe. Yeah. You know, as JoJo says, it's just too little, too late. <laughs> a little too wrong. I didn't know where you were going with that, wait. but I should have. <laughs> Dude, the roster of springsteen characters on this is great oh man like mary lou johnny johnny 99 <laughs> john wanda brown, mean john brown <laughs> kyle william yeah not williams william it's too much too many yeah um, i can't wait do you like the song though do you like are you a fan no i like it uh you know the the part of me that loves very somber music is like eh, <laughs> that's no, what Bruce. i want to know dude yeah because i feel like we're, we have opposite like dispositions toward this <laughs> album where i'm like i'm here for some sad music as long as like ultimately we're gonna come through a little bit oh man see and i'm like i want sad music <laughs> yeah you're the like, opposite if, if i want if i'm listening to an album i don't want a contrast of like happy or sad i want sad or happy got it and like this one you like don't cop out overall yeah <laughs> get into that angst right i'm an angst angsty guy yeah sometimes not really i feel that um but yeah so like overall it's just kind of a more angsty so i was like bruce come on just 
No. Don't give guns. him hope. Go darker at the Just, end. <laughs> you know, twist the knife a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, the overall album just gives you this view of the landscape too of this really like if you've driven across the u.s or you've driven across nebraska or iowa um you know western nebraska is really pretty beautiful place uh eastern nebraska no offense to all of our nebraska listeners i know we've got thousands i know there's a ton Um, (laughs) eastern nebraska is not beautiful it's a very bountiful place for crops but um the normal human being would not enjoy it. I enjoy it because I like open spaces. Yeah. But that's kind of what the, the picture of this album is this landscape of, you know, kind of bleak open spaces and yeah. Um, kind of winter vibes almost, but some of them are like more summer night vibes night. chasing the highway. Yeah. So that's my night that's vibes. My only. Take. Night vibes only. No, I, I definitely agree. I feel like if there is a good, like, I don't know how much I'm going to be listening to. Like, I'm not just going to like put this on casually, but like if I was going to come back to it, it's for like that aesthetic of like the oppressiveness of open space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that existential fear you have as you're like driving through Kansas. I can relate to that. Um, And I don't think I've really heard that done that well anywhere else. No. And I mean, this is, this is covering a topic that's more well known in country circles, you know, like you, you get that vibe from a lot more country music, which I don't listen to. And I think that's actually, that's a really good point actually. Yeah. So he's, he's taking rock and roll to kind of a more country crowd. I mean, he's talking about, he's coming from New Jersey, but he's really capturing and, you know, for someone who's not from the Midwest, he's really capturing that Midwest at, you know, kind of, I mean, there's nothing... You on. don't see the sun for two weeks in the winter. and There was no line that I didn't relate to on this. Yeah. And I, w- I will say that. Pure Midwest vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, dope. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, we could do like a dad... Uh, we do dad imagery. Do you yeah. have like a dad image ready? Cocked and loaded here? Uh, I wouldn't say cocked and loaded, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> You're like fall back. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, so I read too that he was inspired by uh, Howard Zinn's uh, People's Sister of the Mad, uh, United States. Shout out to Lily's grandpa. <laughs> but Wait, what? Lily's grandpa got arrested for like doing a sit-in with Howard Zinn. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I hate Howard Zinn, so. Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know much about him at all. No, he's he just he, he doesn't use primary sources very well. But it's uh, <laughs> like true library vibes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Now that everyone's turned off the podcast, now, everyone now who's we can still really listening, get into we can get into the real shit. But no, I feel like it, I feel like it's that dad who's like sitting, kind of like hosting like a significant other for the first time, but just like sitting there and like telling the story of his life to this completely uninterested person. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the vibe that I get from this is like, he's like sitting back with like a P bro, like a PBR. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, Hey, let me tell you about what life is all about. And yeah. uh, the person's like, Oh, well, like I'm just here for prom pictures, but like, God, I'm going to sit you down for 41 minutes and, <laughs> yeah. you know, go through this gotcha. experience. That's my dad vibe. All right. I respect that. Um, my dad vibe. Fuck. I guess my vibe is that like, there was people, I mean, if you visited Dexter, I'll take it back to like real autobiographical. Yeah, I feel like suburbs. If you, if you visit Dexter and you drive through it, it's like very idyllic and sweet. And and it is tied kind of to history where it's like it's an old town relatively. Yeah. So it's like cool. But then when you actually live there and like you move out to like you realize that there's like outer burbs of Dexter even and like the people that live there and like how bleak that is and like <laughs> If you but meet, like not in subdivisions, right? Yeah. Not in subs. It's like, wow, you just have you either have a house like in the country, but not yeah, like but a country manor or something, or 
maybe you live in like whatever the version of a trailer park is. I knew a lot of people, not to shit on those people, but I just feel like yeah. you go in there and then like you meet that father or that mother. And it's just like, wow, you're really, really trying to hold this together. And it's like really difficult. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the vibe I get. Like there's sort of like that underside. You can like flip something over and like people live there. Let me tell you about the evil in this world. Yeah. And how sometimes it's justified. And actually, yeah, to be honest, that's the other part of it is that like you meet those people and like they do things. They're so conversant with evil yeah, in a way that like a bougie person is not. No honest man. Yeah. Could pay those. They have debts, debts dude. Yeah. God, I'd love to be in the crowd when he just plays <laughs> this album straight through. All acoustics. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Sweet. All right. I guess that's all I got. Um, Thanks for listening. I don't have any shout outs, but uh, follow Andrew on Twitter. So it goes G O H S. Yeah. Um, because that's what was hip. And there's underscores, taken. right? So underscore is very it. hard. It's tricky. Yeah. I'll put it in the link for this thing. Literally, like 10 people interact with me on Twitter. But do so. follow him. He's underrated presence on Twitter. <laughs> um, I will say that. Sweet. Yeah. We'll uh, create some Bruce content because yeah. all life is is creating content. That's all it Until is. We die. That's like we should make like a modern Bruce album about how like we're trapped in creating content. Oh man, <laughs> we're on the road. Good. We're on the road to content, and what do we encounter along the way? A lot of depressing shit about evil. Exactly, and you never get there. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. Peace.